This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of molecular biology basics from the basic science section on orthobullets.com. In this episode, we'll go over nuclear structures, important genetic terms, the cell cycle, apoptosis, and research techniques. Starting with nuclear structures, we'll go over chromosomes, deoxyribonucleic acid or DNA, genes, and ribonucleic acid or RNA. So starting with chromosomes, there are 46 chromosomes in humans, or 23 pairs. There are 22 pairs of autosomes and one pair of sex chromosomes. Chromosomes contain both DNA and RNA. Moving on to deoxyribonucleic acid, or DNA, this is composed of thymine, adenine, guanine, and cytosine, where adenine is linked to thymine and guanine is linked to cytosine. Remember that DNA is double-stranded, and the strands are linked together by phosphate groups. It's important to remember that there's a 2-prime hydrogen group, DNA regulates cell division, and mRNA is produced from DNA. Remember that an exon is the portion of the gene that codes for mRNA. Remember the mnemonic exon is expressed. EX in exon, EX in expressed. Moving on to a gene, this is a segment of DNA that contains the information needed to synthesize a protein. This determines the unique biologic qualities of a cell. The exon is the portion of the gene that codes information, while the intron does not code for mRNA. Moving on to ribonucleic acid, or RNA, this is usually single-stranded, but can be double-stranded. Double-stranded RNA is found in some viruses, and there are certain interactions between single-stranded RNA and human cells that can form double-stranded RNA. Remember that RNA has ribose sugar. It's composed of uracil, adenine, guanine, and cytosine, Note that there is no thymine like in DNA. Ribonucleic acid or RNA is less stable than DNA. There is a 2' hydroxyl group. And remember that RNA can be located in either the nucleus or the cytoplasm. Messenger RNA or mRNA translates DNA information into proteins. While ribosomal RNA or rRNA is the major part of the ribosome which helps synthesize a protein. Finally, transfer RNA, or tRNA, transfers amino acids to mRNA. Now, let's talk about some important genetic terms. We'll go over nucleotides, codons, gene promoters, gene enhancers, transcription, translation, haploid, whole genome sequencing, whole exome sequencing, and genome-wide association sequencing. So starting with nucleotides, these include thymine, adenine, guanine, and cytosine. A codon is a sequence of three nucleotides. Each codon correlates to one of the 20 amino acids, and linking of the amino acids creates a protein. Moving on to a gene promoter, this is a regulatory portion of DNA that controls initiation of transcription. Moving on to gene enhancers, this is a site on DNA that transcription factors bind to. And keep in mind that gene enhancers regulate transcription. Transcription is defined as the process of reading DNA information by RNA polymerase to make specific complementary mRNA. So this is when DNA is made into mRNA, while translation is when mRNA is made into protein. Haploid is the amount of DNA in a human egg or sperm cell. That is half the amount of DNA in a normal cell. Moving on to whole genome sequencing, Whole genome sequencing is the process of determining the entirety or near entirety of the DNA sequence of an organism's genome, including coding and non-coding DNA. Whole exome sequencing allows sequencing of only the protein coding regions of genes in a genome, also known as the exome. 
Finally, moving on to genome-wide association sequencing. Genome-wide association sequencing uses single nucleotide polymorphisms, otherwise known as SNPs, to evaluate mutational variability among patients with a phenotype or disease of interest. Now, let's talk about the cell cycle. So in terms of phases of the cell cycle, you have G0, G1, S, G2, and M. So phase G0 represents a, quote, stable phase. Cells are diploid or 2N in the G0 and G1 phases. The G1 phase is the initial growth phase. Again, cells are diploid or 2N in the G0 and G1 phases. Moving on to the S phase, this is the DNA replication slash synthesis phase. Cells become tetraploid or 4N at the end of the S phase and for the entire G2 phases. Moving on to the G2 phase, this is otherwise known as the gap phase. Again, cells become tetraploid or 4N at the end of the S phase and for the entire G2 phase. Finally, the M phase is the mitosis phase. Now, let's talk about apoptosis, which is defined as programmed cell death. This requires a series of intracellular signaling events. This is different from cell lysis, where a cell releases its contents into the surrounding area. One hallmark of cancer is the cell's loss of apoptosis. Now, let's end this review session talking about research techniques. We'll go over agarose gel electrophoresis, southern blotting, northern blotting, western blotting, DNA ligation, plasmid vectors, polymerase chain reaction, or PCR, and reverse transcription polymerase chain reaction, or RT-PCR. Starting with agarose gel electrophoresis, this technique separates DNA based on size. Remember that DNA is negatively charged, the gel is exposed to an electric field, and smaller pieces move through the gel faster. Moving on to southern blotting, this technique uses restriction enzymes to cut up DNA. These separate on an agarose gel and identifies the DNA sequence. Northern blotting uses restriction enzymes to cut up RNA, and this separates on the agarose gel and identifies the RNA sequence. Western blotting uses an SDS page gel, which identifies protein. Moving on to DNA ligation, this combines different DNA fragments not found together naturally to create recombinant DNA. Now let's talk about a plasmid vector, which is an extra chromosomal element, often circular, that can replicate and be transferred independently of the host chromosome. One example of the function of a plasmid is antibiotic resistance. This can be introduced into a bacteria in the process of transformation. Moving on to polymerase chain reaction, or PCR, this is a molecular biology tool used to generate many copies of a DNA sequence. This uses primers specific to a segment of DNA and requires a temperature-mediated enzyme DNA polymerase. Finally, reverse transcription polymerase chain reaction is a variant of polymerase chain reaction, or PCR, used in molecular biology to generate many copies of a DNA sequence from fragments of RNA. Remember that the RNA strand is first reverse transcribed into its DNA complement. Amplification of the resulting DNA proceeds using polymerase chain reaction. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic might be tested. First question. Which of the following best describes the process of transcription? And the choices are 1. Reading DNA information to synthesize and replicate during the S phase of the cell cycle. 2. Generating a haploid product with a genotype that differs from both haploid genotypes that constituted the meiotic diploid cell. 3. Generating a polypeptide whose amino acid sequence is derived from the codon sequence of an mRNA molecule. 
for exchanging of two non-homologous chromosomes resulting in chromosomal rearrangement mutations, and five, reading DNA information by RNA polymerase to make specific complementary mRNA. The correct answer to this question is five, reading DNA information by RNA polymerase to make specific complementary mRNA. So the process of reading DNA information by RNA polymerase to make specific complementary mRNA is known as transcription. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer one, reading DNA information to synthesize and replicate during the S phase of the cell cycle is the definition of replication. Answer two, generating a haploid product with a genotype that differs from both haploid genotypes that constituted the meiotic diploid cell is incorrect as this is the definition of recombination. Recombinants are those products of meiosis with allelic combinations different from those of the haploid cells that form the meiotic diploid. Answer three, generating a polypeptide whose amino acid sequence is derived from the codon sequence of an mRNA molecule is incorrect as this is the definition of translation. Finally, answer four, exchanging of two non-homologous chromosomes resulting in chromosomal rearrangement mutations is incorrect as this is the definition of translocation. Examples of translocation include Ewing sarcoma, rhabdomyosarcoma, and synovial sarcoma. To quickly review, transcription relies on the complementary pairing of bases to create mRNA from DNA. The two strands of the double helix separate, and one of the separated strands serves as a template. Then, free nucleotides are arranged on the DNA template by their complementary ribonucleotide bases in the template. The free ribonucleotide A aligns with T in the DNA, G with C, C with G, and U with A. Musgrave et al. discuss orthopedic surgery-related gene therapy and tissue engineering topics. Specific sectors of musculoskeletal medicine where gene therapy and tissue engineering have shown promise and early treatment success include the areas of bone healing, cartilage repair, intervertebral disc pathology, and skeletal muscle injuries. Moving on to the next question. DNA replication occurs during which phase of the cell cycle? And the choices are 1, M, 2S, 3R, 4G1, and 5G2. The correct answer to this question is 2S. So the cell cycle consists of four distinct phases, initial growth, or G1, DNA replication slash synthesis, or S, a gap, or G2, and mitosis, or the M phase. The G1 and G2 phases of the cell cycle represents the, quote, gaps or growth phases in the cell cycle that occur between DNA synthesis and mitosis. G0 cells are in a stable state and have not entered the cell cycle. During the S phase, the DNA is synthesized and replicated. During the M phase, or mitosis, all genetic material divides into two daughter cells. The cells are diploid, or 2N, in the G0 and G1 phases. The cells become tetraploid or 4N at the end of the S phase and for the entire G2 phases. Keep in mind that there is no R phase in the cell cycle. Moving on to the next question. What is the post-amplification product of reverse transcription polymerase chain reaction or RT-PCR? And the choices are 1, RNA, 2, DNA, 3, protein, 4, mitochondria, and 5, immunoglobulins. The correct answer to this question is 2-DNA. 
So reverse transcription polymerase chain reaction, or RT-PCR, is a variant of polymerase chain reaction used in molecular biology to generate many copies of a DNA sequence from fragments of RNA. The RNA strand is first reverse transcribed into its DNA complement, followed by amplification of the resulting DNA using polymerase chain reaction. Polymerase chain reaction amplifies short segments of DNA by using the temperature-stable DNA polymerase enzyme. And moving on to the final question, which of the following statements best describes a plasmid? And the choices are 1, an extrachromosomal circular piece of DNA that replicates independently of host DNA, 2, an extrachromosomal linear piece of RNA which replicates independently of the host DNA, 3, a protein which promotes transcription of DNA to RNA, 4, a gene which leads to cancerous cell transformation, and 5, a gene which suppresses cancerous cell transformation. The correct answer to this question is 1, an extrachromosomal circular piece of DNA that replicates independently of host DNA. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 2, an extrachromosomal linear piece of RNA which replicates independently of host DNA is incorrect, as a plasmid is a small piece of DNA, not RNA. Answer 3, a protein which promotes transcription of DNA to RNA is incorrect, as this defines a transcription factor. Answer 4, a gene which leads to cancerous cell transformation is incorrect, as this defines an oncogene. And finally, answer 5, a gene which suppresses cancerous cell transformation is incorrect, as this defines a tumor suppressor gene. To quickly review, in nature, plasmids frequently carry genes that may benefit the survival of the organism, such as antibiotic resistance genes. Artificially, plasmids are frequently used as vectors to introduce genes into a cell and change genetic expression. This has potential therapeutic benefits for the treatment of arthritis and bone healing. Whalen et al. discuss various methods for transferring therapeutic genes into an arthritic joint. These include gene transfer through a vector inserted directly into a joint and indirect transfer where synovial cells are isolated and genetically modified using vectors then transplanted back into the joint. Lieberman et al. present a review discussing the potential future benefits of gene transfer in bone healing, spine fusion, and articular cartilage repair. That's all for this review about molecular biology basics. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you aren't already, be sure to follow OrthoBullets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on the OrthoBullets podcast.